It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. That thing must have got banged around uh, in the uh, little carrying case because <laughs> all the volumes are off this morning and I've had to adjust them. All right, we're ready. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yes, we are. Uh, well, we're it's a it's a fun Friday. We're gonna have the softball draft with Callie at Newberry, who joins us, and and we thank her for coming in because she's she's big into track. She was a track person all through college, and well, we made her step out of her comfort zone a bit with softball, but she did a good job, and she brought some. A, a new, probably less annoying voice to this after hearing us <laughs> for 250-odd-some episodes. All right. Well, uh, she was here for the basketball draft yeah. uh, this year. Still not doing a football draft, and none of you will ever be able to no, talk to me. I don't even – I've never even wanted to do yeah, that. No. Sorry. I'm I, sure Taddy wants to, but <laughs> – I can't uh, – as much as I'd love to, I can't tell you who the top five left guards are <laughs> in the area. <laughs> and plus, with 11 positions, the round it would have to be like a 33-round draft minimum. That would be like a five-hour podcast, and, and, and I'd just be naming names. I, I'd yeah. be like, give me Johnson. Yep. Give me Smith. <laughs> anyway, um, we have a lot of, well, a decent amount of baseball and softball to talk about. we coming into the end of the regular season, and yeah, finish up every conference race, and districts start next Tuesday for everyone here. Actually, today, there's district games going on, just not here. I, I wish some of them were moved to today, but... Well, with the rain coming, probably won't happen. Anyway, enough rambling for me. We're going to start with something not softball or baseball related because I kind of teased at the end of last show that I saw potential, I don't want to say finalists because that's not the right word, but team or names for the Sandusky mascot that the school was exploring yes. was the, was the word I got when I, when I dug a little deeper and I was being a responsible person with a mic in front of my face which was a shock so I'm Dennis has already heard him but I'm going to give them again and I am going to say I really really hope that these aren't the finalists (laughs) and I'm going to say before I hit uh, a button here June 25th is the golf outing at the Elks you need to go to getstuckonsports.com or our Twitter page click on the tab and get your team signed up uh, so that uh, you can have yourselves a lot of fun on Saturday, June 25th at the Alex at the second annual Get Stuck on Sports Golf Outing. And then for anyone who doesn't know, we also have an archive page. We don't usually plug that, but I'm going to plug that now. You can listen to 97% of every game we ever did. We've had probably out of 500-some games, 10 to 15 that didn't go up because of technical error or what have you. But there's a 90... 90- 5% chance the game you want to listen to is on there. Yeah, we've done over 500 games, and there's over 500 in the archive. Yes. So it's not quite all of them, but it is quite most of them. Yes. Anyway, let's uh, let's end this intro now. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, 
Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall and Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800-250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows with low-E glass, low-maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Brady Port Huron. Brady here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. They're already impressive selection has now doubled i guarantee if you go into tp logos you will find something you love for your local team if they don't have what you like they'll custom make something just for you that's tp logos at 901 michigan avenue in marysville Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Gara Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Gara Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Gara Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Looking for a new career? Magna International could be the place for you. Located in St. Clair off Range Road, Magna was named one of Forbes 2020 World's Best Employers. Magna is currently hiring a multitude of positions and offers a great work environment with competitive pay. Wages start $17 and up. Apply for jobs at magna.com forward slash careers. Again, magna.com forward slash careers. Get a fresh start with Magna International today. 
The YMCA of the Blue Water area is pleased to announce a Night of Champions Thursday, September 15th at 6 p.m. at the McMoran Arena in downtown Port Huron. Eight-time Emmy Award winner Mike Doc Emmerich will host with special guests, activities, food, and both live and silent auctions. Tickets must be purchased in advance and are available at the YMCA, 1525 3rd Street in Port Huron. Cost is $100 per person or $1,000 for a table. For more information on a Night of Champions with Mike Doc Emmerich, call the Y at 810-987-6400, extension 132. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You're back with Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports podcast. And uh, away we go to the north. To the north. And Sandusky, as we all know, is famously rebranding. And this is something that does not happen ever in high school sports. Dennis, can you think of another high school in their 30 years of covering that has changed its name? Once in a while, you'll see a logo change, but not that often. No, I know it has happened, and off the top of my head, I won't be able to tell you who it was, but I know this has happened in our state with somebody. Right, That's so you can think maybe one time in the state. Yeah. And it might have been another team that was called the Redskins that went away from that. Yeah, it, it was a team that felt that it was time to change a name that they felt was inappropriate. So, again, big opportunity because you're probably never going to change the mascot of your school again. So this is a big decision. And I know that decisions like this, to do it when they do it at an NFL or an MLB level, it's like a two-year process. I understand you don't have two years. But it felt like the finalists came out really quick after the committee was made. And I didn't like, again, so these have been not confirmed as finalists. The whatever, Whoever's on the committee, I guess, wants to get community feedback. And here's my feedback. No. <laughs> so here are the five names they wanted. This is for Sandusky. The Knights. The Raptors. The Ravens. The Scorpions and the Storm. There is one name on there that doesn't make me go, what? The Storm is the only one that's even somewhat acceptable to me. Because the Knights, Raptors, and Ravens are all just copying another team. Yeah, those are pro teams. Yes. Yeah. And the, in the, the Knights are a hockey team in the NHL. The Raptors are an NBA basketball team, and the Ravens are an NFL football team. And one of the things in the guidelines that they had for picking a new mascot was not affiliated with a college or pro team, which I thought was a good guideline. And the other one is has something to do with Sandusky. Tell me what a scorpion has to do with Sandusky. There are no scorpions in Sandusky. Which I don't. It uh, that's not. The I just word. I hate that name completely. The Sandusky Scorpions. It's only because it's, it's like an, an, S. an SS name. Yes, and alliteration. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. That that's just 
taking the easy way out. And there's so many. Like, the Storm I don't hate because it's at least a little different and you could do something with that. But these feel like you just you were playing PlayStation and you wanted to create a team and these were the options you had. Like, you can do so many more things. And the big thing when we had Mike Gallagher on was talking about, let's just not fall into this generic trap of picking, like, the Wildcats or the Knights or the Ravens. Like, yeah, and there, are, there are actually a couple of Knights teams out there. And I know Liggett is the Knights. Yeah, I'm sure. Is Shrine the Knights? Shrine might, might be the Knights. There might be, but... Um, it's just underwhelming isn't even the word for this because they well, it did come out so fast, and I really hope these aren't the finalists, and I hope the community is is saying no. And I understand a new team name is never gonna sound sound great on the first try, like the first time you hear any new team name, you go, oh, what's that? But usually as time goes on, you get used to some of them, but... Still not used to the Ducks. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but, like, the Sandusky Raptors? Why? I just... Uh, again, have we, have we found a Raptor fossil <laughs> in Sandusky? I just... Uh, and I know... Because <laughs> my- if we have, like, if there's a famous discovery right. of a dinosaur bone and you want to name yourself after the dinosaur... Okay, that's kind of cool. Yes. like uh, uh, The great mascots have meaning behind it. And I know when a lot of these schools first got... You know what? No, I can think of one school that's been renamed. Marysville has not always been the Vikings. Do you know what they were way back when? Like how long ago? Like probably well before you were born. I was born in 68. Yes. <laughs> they, they used to be called the Dreamers. Really? Yes. Why'd they change? I I don't know. I was like probably 50 years from being born. I just remember <laughs> that they were the dreamers at one point, probably like back when TV wasn't a thing. So <laughs> that's one, and that was probably a better change from... The Sandusky Dreamers. Well, I guess Mary, I I like think that, Marysville actually. was called Dream City at one point, or okay. that was like the nickname or I don't know, something like that. I just remember going, the Dreamers? Yeah, no. But anyway, I knew DeMott's was probably a long shot, even though I liked it. And the reason I said that is when I say Sandusky in Michigan, what's the first thing you think of? Al DeMott. Exactly. At least if we're talking sports, sports, the high school sports, that's the first thing that comes to your mind is Sandusky. That's where Al DeMott coaches. Yes, Yes, it is, <laughs> and that was my thing. Again, the Bucks um, that we talked about, the general manager for the Milwaukee Bucks is a Sandusky grad, and there's a connection there, and there's Bucks in Sandusky. It's a hunting community that makes sense. I got to slam on the brakes every time I drive to and from, <laughs> at especially at night because one's going to run across the road in front of me. Yeah, so – I understand, like, that was – I thought that was going to be the safe fallback pick. Like, that's a pretty – I don't want to say – it's not generic because there's not a lot of teams that are the Bucks, but it's a simple name. It's a clean name. Um, 
and I thought it had and it had meaning behind it. So when people um, fifty years from now, if they ask, well, why are we the Bucks? When you say, well, back in twenty twenty, the uh, Sandusky grad was the general manager for an NBA team called the Milwaukee Bucks, and they won the NBA championship. And then we rebranded a year or twenty twenty one, and then a year later we rebranded as the Bucks. And then I'm sure there was 150 submissions. I'm just saying I think there are five better options. Out of these ones, I would take Storm because it is a little unique, and I don't and I don't hate. Would it. you go the further step since they're already red and call them the Red Storm? No, or the Red Scorpion? No, or the Red Knights? No. And that was one question I had, and I understand you don't have the resources that Cleveland or Washington have when you rebrand and you have billions of dollars to change everything. They probably want to keep the colors red and black or red and white or something similar so they don't have to repaint everything. And I know you have to get new uniforms for the fall, but I don't think – I mean, obviously the goal is to get rid of the name, the Redskins name, and get rid of that. So any uniform that has it, they probably don't want to be playing with. But I also, though, at least I hope people understand – they know they're changing things. Give them a little time to change things. Right. If so, if they're calling them, let's just for if they're calling themselves the Storm next year, but they still have their old uniforms on, cut them some slack. Unless you're donating the money to buy all the new stuff right away. And not to get too into the weeds, but the supply chain right now is ridiculous. The backup, it's not as bad as it was six to twelve months ago. But it's not like it was three, four years ago where if you ordered uniforms, you'd have them in a month. Oh, by the way, Sandusky folks, if you're looking for cool stuff, TP Logos. What a plug. <laughs> wow. Uh, am I wrong, you're, though? You're am, I, am I giving them a bum steer? <laughs> no. I just, wow, that was an A-plus plug. <laughs> God, Todd's going to be happy with you, you. Hey, you need stuff. At least go and talk. To Todd, and uh, you'll be impressed. Yes, I, I, I'm using him for a personal um, project this summer. So you know. Oh, my yeah. goodness. So yeah. any, we're not getting into that. Anyway, so Dennis, were there any names that you can think of? Because I don't want to be the guy that just goes, well, these all suck. Well, what would you do? Oh, I don't know, but these suck. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think you, you've given um, two good names. You know, the Bucks name. Sandusky Bucks. I'm not against that. Um, I'm not against the the Demots. I know Al probably wouldn't like it, and so it's not, uh, we won't let him choose. Well, like but said, you we, have to take it into consideration. You do. I, he, I he, he's your that. icon, and it, and if he's not comfortable with that, then you can't like force that on him. That's not that's not fair to a guy who's given that community right. so much. I know you're, you're you're doing it as out of love and out of as a compliment, but if he doesn't want it. You can't do it. So according, I'm just But looking. from these five, I don't like any of them. I'm with you. Storm is probably the best. I absolutely despise Scorpions. I just think that's a dumb name. And then Knights, Raptors, and what was the other one? Ravens, uh, Ravens. are just like wallpaper yeah. to me. Yeah. So I just did a quick search, and there looks like there are three other teams in the state called the Bucks. Ross Common are the Bucks. Um, Leroy Pine River is the Bucks, 
and Buchanan. Actually, this says they're the Bucks with a K. So they're like the Deer Bucks. Really? Yes. Because uh, in the program thingy last year, it was like B U C with an apostrophe S. And I thought it was a shortening for Buccaneers. Hmm. But this says Bucks with a K. So Which didn't make much sense to me because I don't know how Pirates got into Buchanan. They're not near a lake or anything that I know of. So there's no Bucks. <laughs> there's no Scorpions. There are 19 teams called the Knights in. Uh, Belding, Dearborn, or Detroit, Osborne, Flint, Southwestern, Grand Rapids, Kanoa Hills, uh, Kalamazoo, Loin Norritz, uh, Oak Park, Royal Oak Shrine is Wald Lake Northern. Those are all the – all right, so there's nine current teams. There have been 19 all-time. And then the Ravens, there are four teams called the Ravens. I believe three are still active. Um, none are very big schools. And what was the Raptors? There are no Raptors. So I will give them credit that they picked teams that aren't used around the state. They didn't pick, like, Vikings. Sorry, Marysville. But um, <laughs> they didn't teams pick the Vikings. Vikings or the Tigers or something like yeah, there's that. There's already two area, t- two area teams named the Tigers. Right. Or, yeah, they didn't pick a team name that's going to be duplicated throughout the state. So I will give them credit on that. And they picked uniquer names. But... I just think take your time. I understand you have to order new uniforms and all that. But like you said, I'm sure people will understand or you can alter the uniforms enough so that you just take the old nickname off and it's there for then. Um, But it's a transition period. This is part of changing your name and that's – we joke about it, but it's why it, there was the Washington football team for two years, so they had the time to bring in the new um, commander's name. I'm not saying be Sandusky Athletics for a year, <laughs> but there might no, be but a, I mean, a transition. You're, you're, you're changing your name. So th- this is what, I, what I'm just saying. They've acknowledged the fact that it is time to change the name. Yes. That, that Redskins is no longer acceptable in our society. So great, they're changing the names. But again, they're not a professional sports franchise with a billionaire owner who can just you know snap his fingers and they've got new stuff. This is a high school. It's Sandusky High School. There's not a gazillion dollars for them to throw out and buy new stuff overnight. So they've said, we're changing our name. We're now no longer called the Redskins. We're called this. But it's going to take us a couple of years before or we get one full school year. Yeah, before we have raised the funds to get new uniforms for every sport, and we're doing this. Leave yes. us alone. And unless you're, if you're, if you're going to be that person that complains, oh, they got to change their uniform. Well, get out your pocketbook or get out your checkbook and buck up so that they can buy them. And if if they the funds isn't an issue then really it should only affect fall sports for a short while. Yeah. Like I'm not and again I'm saying take your time take till middle end of June to figure it out. Give it a real long time, uh, not a long time but a, enough time to breathe cuz this did feel just a bit rushed and it's kind of a big decision. Yeah, this is what you're going to you you feel you're going to be called for the rest of your history. Yes. So, yeah, you, you don't want something stupid that two years later you're like, oh, my, this is just too stupid. we got to change it again. 
Right, because you're not going to. You're stuck with whatever you pick. So, anyways. Yeah, so that's yeah, our You rant. got anything more on that well, other than we both agree that this is not a great list of names? No, it is not, and I hope and that. That's, that's only our opinion. I know we're, we'll never be welcomed back up into Sandusky again, but, you know. Well, they better welcome us <laughs> up because we're going to be the Altamont <laughs> Network for the first five, what is it, five, six games next year. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure that we have an accurate count on that because we will be following that till he gets actually even past the victory because once he gets past the victory, he'll only need like a couple more wins to 1,000. To, yeah. Or no, to 800. To, to 800. Yeah. I say which 800. is just ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's that. Uh, well, and if everyone in Sandusky likes it. He's and, getting close to 1,000 games, yes, too. Yes, that's what it is. Which we might do um, that, too. So if everyone in Sandusky likes it and they all are gung-ho about the Knights, don't let us stop you. Yeah. We don't have any real affiliation with Sandusky. We're just letting you know that the community feedback part of the portion, these two people in the community, well, outside the community, that cover the community, don't like it. So that's just two votes for try again. Hit the refresh button. <laughs> you, we know you can do better. You have 145 more names supposedly to pick from. Yeah. Just, just throw out any five, including DeMott's. All right. Uh, we'll do the uh, the scores because we do have a couple days of them. Uh, and then, of course, coming up in our third segment is the softball draft with uh, Callie Newberry joining us for that. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV... The engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall and Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800-250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli and they do party trays check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials coupons and recipes open 6 a.m to 9 p.m all week long visit neiman's family market in st Clair. you'll be glad you did 
Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual, and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Magna International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water area home. Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's World Most Admired Companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. Go to magna.com forward slash careers to apply today. Again, magna.com forward slash careers to join our team and create the future of mobility together. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, you're back. I hear you fumbling around. And I'm back there. now. Yep. i got to do something. All right. Well, we ha- we actually did have softball, mostly softball, going on the last couple of days. Um, a little bit of baseball. I guess we'll start with uh, softball back on Wednesday. Which is the 25th, yes? Yes, which is All the right. 25th. Um, I'll just start it off real quick. Gross Point South beat Port here on 16-5. to five. I was at this game. There were, between walks and hit batters, eight team, 18 of them between both teams. And it just it just struggled. There were a lot of innings that had maybe one ball in play. 
Uh, Gross Point South did enough to get the five-inning mercy over Port here on high. They hit a little bit, and they took advantage of what Gross Point South gave them, but they just couldn't get enough outs when they needed them. All right. I was up in Crosslex for a doubleheader. First off, get up to Crosslex, and it's gray and overcast, and the rain you know is coming any second. So I set up the, the little pod to sit in and be comfortable. And as soon as I had it set up and the gear was inside, it started to rain. That's good timing. And it did Usually not. It's the opposite way. Yeah, and it did not stop for the entire first game. Rained through the entire first game. Second thing that I want to point out, the home plate umpire was Darth Vader. <laughs> really? This guy, and I've seen him around before. He's actually, he's, he's a really good umpire, and he's a great guy. But he has got this old school helmet that he wears, like an old catcher's helmet kind of thing with the mask. Yeah. And the helmet, I'm, I'm telling you, the, when I looked at it, the first thing I thought of was Darth Vader. <laughs> like, he should be back there going, that pitch is not a strike. You'd have a three-hour <laughs> ball game. You might get old after the second batter, but sure. No, it just uh, – so I, I was having fun with that. All right, so game one, in the rain. First inning, two outs, nobody on. Jaden Gumtow comes to the plate and hits an atomic bomb to left for a solo home run to make it one nothing for the Pioneers. Normal day at the office. Normal day at the office for her. Second inning, you get an error – a sacrifice, and then Isabella Piscina hits a rope over the right fielder's head just shy of the fence for a triple. 2 nothing Pioneers. Next batter, Rankin, hits a fly ball in the center. Should have been caught. It was dropped. Run scores. 3 nothing for the Pioneers. Go to the third inning. Raina Johnson singles. Gumtow comes up for her second at-bat. Thought she hit the first one a long way. She hit the second one even further over the left field fence. They got a thing out there. I think it's a sandbox, Brady. Outside the fence, you're saying? Yes. It looks like they got a hot tub or a pool or something going on out in left field. I think it's a sandbox. <laughs> but, like, it's it's made out of the wood and, and stuff. Yeah. Like, it looks like it should be out on somebody's deck and be a hot tub. Just saying, she like hit it past that thing. Uh, so now it's five nothing pioneers after three. We go into the bottom of the fourth. Piscina doubles, Rankin walks. There's a fielder's choice, then an RBI single by Robertson, then a two run double by Raina Johnson, then a two run double by Gumtow up the right center field gap that one hop to the so wall. So that's home run, home run, double, and five RBIs. That's an okay day, I guess. That's that's a pretty good day. And it's 9 nothing Pioneers after four innings. And I'm thinking, wow, the way this is going, Crosslex is going to score a run in the fifth. They're going to they're gonna mercy them. Yeah, I mean, that's well on your way to a mercy. Northern's doing nothing. They're doing nothing. Top of the fifth. Here come the Huskies. Single by a land shoot. A walk to Umbright. A walk to Hagen. A walk to Marissa Ramo drives in a run. 
Now it's nine to one. And you have the bases loaded, and you know bases one good swing gets you right back in it. Becca Larson hits a drive out to center. When she first hit it, I thought grand slam. Center fielder Pacino went out to the wall, crashing into the wall, got the glove on it, knocked it down, held it to a single. Everybody just advanced one base because they are waiting to see if she's going to catch the ball. Right. That's so now a really nice player for uh, Croslex doing it defensively. So now it's uh, nine to two. Uh, there's another walk. There's a ground ball that scores a run. Then there's a two-run triple by Anna Hall. Then there's an RBI double by Landshut. Then there's an RBI single by Umbright. And all of a sudden, 13 batters in the inning. The Huskies score eight, and it's a 9-8 ball game (laughs) out of nowhere. You went from going, okay, we're going to get this first game done quickly to... What just happened? Yeah, Kruzlex going to drop this game after dominating? And then Abby Lanshute on in relief shuts him down in the fifth. So it's 9-8 going to the sixth. And the Huskies in the sixth get an RBI single from Madison Ramo. And Mackenzie Shagney gets her second RBI ground out. And it's 10-9 Northern. And as Randy Shagney walks past me toward his dugout, he's like, oh, by the way, Stock... Uh, we agreed before the doubleheader that six inning games today. So this is it. This is Crosslex <laughs> at bat. And, and like, by the way, um, what if he just changed the rule there? He's like, all right, we got the lead. Uh, just kidding, <laughs> not seven six. There's too much rain. Let's go. <laughs> no, they they had agreed before the the doubleheader to play two six inning games. So it's ten nine, and this is Crosslex's last at bats. Kading strikes out. Robertson reaches on an error though, and you know that that is always trouble, but they got Raina Johnson to pop up. So now Gumtow's up. Runner on in a 10-9 game. You're going, uh-oh, I've seen this script before. Well, you're you're like, okay, you're not supposed to put the tying run in scoring position and the go-ahead run on base. Here's the thing. She's in scoring position at first yeah, base I, with Gumtow. She, I, I, I'm, but I'm just like, you can't let her beat you. Right. She gets walked. Like they, they pitch to her, but they walk her. What was it? The unintentional intention? Yeah. Where they're going, if you want to swing it one a foot outside the zone, go ahead, ground out, but you're not putting a third one over the fence. So now Shelby Oliver comes up, and she hasn't done anything yet in the ball game, so I'm thinking, well, she's kind of due because I know this is a good hitter. Um, but she ends up hitting a high fly ball, medium depth, down the right field line. It's about two feet fair. But the right fielder is there, hits right in the glove, and slips out. Got a, just a little too excited. Before the ball, before they could even bend over and pick up the ball to throw it back in, both runners have scored. Game's over. Crosslex walks it off 11-10 That's on, a on basically a, a two-run error. So the, the, the Huskies were just a catch away from a sweep because they dominate game two. And win nine to two. They were up three nothing after one, four nothing after two. Croslex got a, a run in the top of the third to make it four to one, and Northern came back with four runs. So it was eight to one after three, um, and nine to one going into the uh, the sixth. And after two were out, the Pioneers strung together a couple of hits. Isabella Pasina can swing the bat too up there in Croslex. So Gumtow. Everything that we've been told, 
and all, all the, the every day that we read home run, home run, home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Pasina, really nice swing, really nice center fielder. They they they've got some really good players up there. Their issue is obviously stopping teams from scoring. Their pitching walked sixteen in the doubleheader, and so in twelve innings. They threw 16 walks. That's not good. Yeah. Actually, in 11 innings because Northern didn't bat in the bottom of the sixth in game two. That's that's what will hurt you. But, hey, you, they're, they're hitting enough. They can hit. And, and like, they, they've got a couple of legit swingers uh, in that uh, lineup. So, they fit right. In that respect, they fit right in the BWAC. Yes. The, the BWAC has got some – just killer lineups. And you saw how Almont took the jump from last year to this year. Yeah, they, the Almont knew that they needed to fix their pitching, and they found a way to do it. Uh, that that will be – if Croslex finds a pitcher, they're going to be right in the mix. They're going to be right a in the mix. A pitcher does wonder. Speaking of Almont, they hit up Yale – 11-0 and 11-1. Game one, Grace Johnson had two hits, a double, two RBIs, a walk, a run scored. Grace Koenig, two hits, a double, a home run, two RBIs, a walk, two runs scored. Lydia Lacavera, two hits, a double, a triple, lots of extra base hits in this game. RBI run scored. Brooklyn Bunch, two hits, two RBIs. And Maya McLean goes the five innings, gives up just four hits, doesn't give up a ba- give up a walk, and strikes out nine. And then in game two, 11-1, Almont just kept on rolling. Grace Johnson, another two hits, two runs scored. Grace Koenig, two hits, two RBIs, three stolen bases, a walk, and a run scored. Devin Johnston, two hits, a double, three RBIs, three stolen bases. So there's a worn out for both Johnson and Koenig's arrest for, <laughs> for stealing so much. Two runs scored. Lydia Lacavera, two hits, a double, RBI run scored. Izzy Tyson had two hits, an RBI, and a run scored. And Brooklyn Bunch had a hit, two RBIs, and a run scored. Also, Abby Gemmel, a hit, and an RBI, and a run scored. Yeah, so uh, Elmont was being Elmont. <laughs> they took it out on Yale. St. Clair beat Lakeshore 10 nothing. St. Clair being St. Clair. Avery Paul, uh, the complete game, two hit shutout with one walk and 11 strikeouts. And at the plate, uh, two hits, including a home run. She knocked in a couple of runs. Maddie Cole had two hits, a double, three RBIs. Walked, scored a couple of times. Hadley Schwartz had three hits and an RBI. Claire Borg had three hits and three RBIs as the uh, the Saints were flexing their uh, muscle against Lakeshore. Do you want to talk about the couple softball games we had yesterday? Well, I was just going to carry it over because Lakeshore was a team I saw yesterday. That's why he's the best. Transition <laughs> smooth, and I just come out like a deer in front of the road. And <laughs> <laughs> so Lakeshore was supposed to play two with Marysville. We got game one in. Started out okay, had like a brief sprinkle in the second inning. Third inning was good. About the start of the fourth inning, rain just steady. Not hard, just steady. So playing in the rain. But the rain and the weather wasn't hurting the the ball carrying. It was a launching pad at Marysville yesterday. First inning, Avery Walters with a runner on and one out, a bomb to left center field, gone. 2 nothing Vikings. Go to the bottom of the second. Kylie Parent hits a bomb over the right fielder's head for a triple. Next batter, Anna Oles. The only question, 
when you heard the ping off the bat was, is it going to stay fair? Kept it about five feet inside the foul pole down the left field line, out into the parking lot, two-run bomb, 4 nothing Marysville. They had another run in the inning, 5 nothing Marysville, going to the top of the third. Anna Whittle, nice little player for Lakeshore, their leadoff hitter, third baseman, line drive to center. I'm thinking, if it stays in the park, Caitlin Kane's going to catch it. She ran out of park. Line drive over the center field fence for a home run. That made it 5-1. to one. They get another run later in the inning, 5-2. to two. We go to the bottom of the fourth. Uh, Kane comes up with two on, hits a bullet up the gap for a triple. Then an RBI single from Jade uh, Schiller. Then with two outs in the inning, Lexi Perrin comes up. Bomb. A bomb to left whizzing by the scoreboard out into the parking lot. And, of course, the, the all these home runs going out in the parking lot are, like, all around where my car is parked. <laughs> oh, so you're like, that's gone? <laughs> Don't hit it. So, wait, does that, did that get the mirror image read? That, that the gets the lot? mirror image read. Yeah, that's... I'm thinking I need to call mirror image because this is ridiculous. Look at that. Two plugs in a podcast. Yeah, we're, we're good sometimes. Uh, so it's 10-2. Then in the bottom of the uh, fifth, the Vikings uh, get an RBI single from Ryan Quain to make it 11-2. And with two outs, and I'm thinking, oh, geez, they're, they're not going to get it done here. They're not going to get it done here. And uh, Jade Schiller said, we're getting it done here, Mr. Stuckey. Don't worry about it. Bang, up the middle with a solid single to drive in the 12th run and make it a 10-run mercy in five. 12-2. 16 hits for Marysville in this game. Three for Kate Westmiller. So what? She came back from her uh, very serious injury well, and has seven like, hits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> seven hits in two games. So I don't, if if it's still bothering her, it's not showing. No. So hopefully it wasn't as serious as we as we had thought. Yeah. Walters, a home run, two RBIs. Kane, a triple, two RBIs. Schiller, two hits, two RBIs. Parent, a triple in her only at-bat. Anna Oles, a home run, two RBIs. Lexi Perrin, two hits, a home run, two RBIs. So between games, the skies open up. It just pours. Puddles are forming around home plate and around the mound. Meantime, JV game's still going on. They're playing through the onslaught. Well, because their first game hadn't ended yet. Yeah, and, and it was late. Like, they were in the seventh inning. Um, and it was a good game because I think it ended on a walk-off three-run homer in the bottom of the seventh. I think that's what happened. I was over, right. oh, you know, just next to them in a booth. But the our umpires are like, this is ridiculous. We're not playing. Yeah. This is not going to happen. So they leave. They wave goodbye to the managers. They go, and I'm like, okay, we're not finishing this game. We, we were in the bottom of the first when they stopped play. Uh, Lenarski was pitching, and she slipped a couple pitches in a row off the rubber, and they're like, yeah, no, this is not safe right now. We're going to stop. They waited about five, ten minutes, and they're like, no, it's raining too hard. We're not going to be able to play yeah. the second game. About 10 minutes after they left, the JVs finished their game and played a second game because it just it stopped raining and the skies kind of cleared and we probably could have played the I second game. I will give them a break because at Marine City, you looked at the, <laughs> the forecast and the radar, and one minute it says build an arc, and the next minute it's like, no, you don't even need an umbrella. So 
Yeah, it was very hit or miss. It was like everything was forming over top. Um, by the way, before we move on, give a shout out. It was Brian Stoinoff's last game doing PA announcing at Marysville. He's been doing it for a long time since before I was even in high school. Yeah. And yesterday was his final day doing PA being the voice of the Vikings. Yeah, I've only known two voices of the Vikings. Because there's only been two. Yeah, Mr. Collard and Mr. Stoinoff. Um, and, and I said on the uh, the air a couple of uh, times that uh, he will be missed because uh, when we come to Marysville, just for our own personal selfishness, when we come to Marysville, he's always there in the booth at football. He's there doing the basketball games. He's there doing the softball games. Uh, and he is the nicest man in the world to us. Um, and, and he's fun to talk to. He's fun to talk to. He's knowledgeable. He knows what's going on. Yeah, because if you go, why isn't this kid playing or what happened? He'll let you know. Yeah, he, he knows what's happening. And, and, you know, and the information is always good. Yes. Like he's he's never steered us wrong. So just uh, just we'll miss him. He's my spotter in football. <laughs> he is. You know, he tells me who makes the tackles before <laughs> I know who's, who's got them. I know who's got the ball, but I don't always know who makes the stop, and he's right on it. Like, yes. they are good, uh, and he's right on it. So we will miss you, Mr. Stoinoff, um, and congratulations on a, a great career. And I did get to say in game one, well, they're, they're getting you out with a bang when the fourth home run of the game was hit. <laughs> <laughs> so congratulations are also in order to Marine City. They get a share of the Mac Blue title against Port Huron, 16-1. to Marine City just did what they needed to do. They were down one nothing in the first inning. J.C. Mosier for Port Huron roped a double, and then an RBI single from Erica Huddy made it one nothing Port Huron. You're like, okay, that's not a bad start against Kaylee Rickert. And in the bottom of the first, it went pop out, walk, pop out, and you're going, hmm, Port Huron starting off on the good note, couple of weak contact. Maybe they can get out of the first inning, and you just – Take it one step at a time. You can't win all seven innings. And then the two-out rally came. Single, double, single, uh, single, single, double. Strikeout with a wild pitch. And then a pop-out to end it. And it's 7-1 to one after uh, the first inning. It was, uh, yeah, two in the th- second, six in the third. And there was only one out in the third inning when it ended. And Marine City shares the Mac Blue with Frazier on senior day so congratulations to coach Laboon and his entire and her entire team because they they are a really good team and they deserve it and I know they're looking to add more trophies to the trophy case yeah absolutely and obviously when you score 16 runs a lot of uh big hitters in yeah the game Ainsley Coleman two hits a home run that drove in three a run scored Kaylee Rickert two hits a double a stolen base two runs scored Mia Pelagata a double two RBIs two runs scored Jocelyn Dietland two hits an RBI a run scored Jade Blanchard a double uh, Maya Simons a double and the reason why some of these girls only have one or two hits is because that's basically all the at bats they got because they were swinging at the first pitches and by the time I go oh okay Chartier's in okay put her here write it in my book <laughs> she had already swung I go okay crap she got a uh, that's a single for her move them all over it's like okay Tranch Montaigne's in oh she got a hit move them all and then next thing I knew the game was done all right, let, let's let's move to baseball and let's go back to the most confusing thing in the uh, Brady and I were were throwing punches at the end of the last show or two shows ago, whatever. 
and they finally did finish that damn Northern game. <laughs> so what we think happened is Lance Cruz played Cardinal. Oh, geez, excuse me. Wow, I'm getting choked up talking about it. Lance <laughs> it was Cruz very emotional played, for you. Played Cardinal Mooney on Wednesday and beat them eight to one. By the way, Trent Rice did have three hits, a double, uh, RBI, and a stolen base. Blake Lutsky, two hits and a double. But then what we assume happened is they cornered the umpires and said, "No, stay for three more innings." And Northern, who was remember was supposed to be the home team, yeah, went down to Kite Monroe. Where they have lights. Yes, where they have lights and played the conclusion of that game. Lance Cruz won 10-5. So, kind of like a anticlimactic ending. They win the Mac Blue. Yeah. So, congratulations to them. And, and again, glad they got it decided. Yes. I, I, I also respect Northern and Coach Manis for saying, I don't care. We'll come to you and not throwing a hissy fit that it's not being played yeah. there. Although it does seem a little unfair to Northern, but I respect them going, we'll, we just want to play this somehow. So they lose that 10-5. to five. Marysville loses to Ike 9-8. to eight. John Herdebees had two hits, a double, two RBIs, uh, and a walk. And how about this day for the Vaggies? Trenton Vaggie, four hits. Two doubles, a home run, three RBIs, and two runs scored. That's not bad. And then Owen Vaggy, three hits, a double, and two runs scored. So combined, seven hits, three doubles, a home run, three RBIs, four runs scored. All right. Now, keep the Vaggy name in your head. Yale beats Elmont 7-4. to four. Kyle Wofford had two hits and an RBI in that game for Yale. Memphis beat New Haven 15-5, to five, but they used up all their hits because yesterday... Trenton Vaggy throws a no-hitter uh, in a 6-2 to two win over Memphis, and you go, how do you, how do you throw a no-hitter and give up two runs? A couple of wild... So the, the, Effectively wild? Yeah, the, the, one, <laughs> the one earned run he had. So Trenton Vaggy went five innings, no hits, one earned... Uh, two walks, 12 Ks. It was only a five-inning game. I don't know if the rain. The rain, yeah. Uh, that's what I'm going to guess. So a five-inning no-hitter, which the state recognizes. And the one earned run scored on a walk, stole second, wild pitch got him to third, or a ground out got him to third, and then I believe a... Um, a wild pitch a, score. Yeah, wild pitch on a third strike scored him to make it. It was six to one, and then the other one scored, got on in an error, and scored in a similar fashion. But Trenton Vaggy with the no hitter, Porter Kays added two hits, two runs scored. Owen Vaggy a hit and an RBI. Cole Bowman a hit, a uh, walk, and two runs scored. Jake Patterson had another double and a walk in the win. Haven't had a ton of no hitters this year. There's another one. We yeah. had the, what the five inning combined with. Uh, St. Clair, right? Yeah, it felt like in baseball we were getting one a week last year <laughs> with the yeah. pitching that we had in the area. Yeah, I mean, like, we had, well, what, two perfect games? Yeah, and, and Marine City Cardinal Mooney had like four or five no-hitters last right. year. Because we had Maceo Miller's six-inning perfect game that ended with Marysville on offense, and then we had Tyler Johnson threw one against Laker, yep. if I remember, up there. So, which, go look at what he's doing at Alma. Whew. Yeah, He's got an I, arm. I think there's a lot of GLIAC schools kicking themselves right now. Yeah. Or uh, they should be. Yes, yes, they should be. 
Um, only other baseball score from yesterday, Roseville 6, Algonac 5. Uh, Muskrats drop one before the postseason gets started. Jake Kasner has a hit, two RBIs. Josh Kasner has a hit in an RBI, we think. Game changer doesn't differentiate which Kasner, but we think that's what happened. Jack Cote had four hits, an RBI, and a run score. Roman Gairaga, a hit, an RBI, a walk, and a run score. All right, so that's all the scores that have happened over the last uh, two days with all the rain that we've uh, had. Um, rain is not going to stop the softball draft. Callie Newberry will join yes. us next, and we will pick the three single greatest softball teams ever picked because our area has a 1,000 great players to pick from. We could have done what? We could legitimately could have done 20 rounds. Yeah, or brought a four, two more people in and done five teams. Yes, we could have. Yeah. But we only have so much time, and this podcast <laughs> is running long as is. As is. All right, so back with Callie and the draft next. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 this is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. 
The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron school's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. The YMCA of the Blue Water area is pleased to announce a Night of Champions Thursday, September 15th at 6 p.m. at the McMoran Arena in downtown Port Huron. Eight-time Emmy Award winner Mike Doc Emmerich will host with special guests, activities, food, and both live and silent auctions. Tickets must be purchased in advance and are available at the YMCA, 1525 3rd Street in Port Huron. Cost is $100 per person or $1,000 for a table. For more information on a Night of Champions with Mike Doc Emmerich, call the Y at 810-987-6400, extension 132. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. For Well, all of you, not me. I hate these things. I know you I'm do. going on record right now again. You did it last year, second straight fourth, year. What, however many drafts we've done, I hate this. I know. Well, it makes you think. And it I make, don't like thinking. And making, it, you have to make a lot of tough decisions. <laughs> well, anyway, we're joined by Callie Newberry, Blue Water Healthy Living. Callie, thank you for making it down. Thanks for having me. I know it's uh, you're not right around the corner, so we appreciate you coming in. And hopefully you can make more sense of this than we can because on our little cheat sheet we put together, I think we have 65 names on it. Yeah, I'm not much of a softball person. Um, I asked Dennis what makes a good pitcher only a couple weeks ago. So um, <laughs> I hope I'm I gave you a bad best. answer so that you take well, bad pitchers. The good news for you is there's probably six pitchers that are all really, really, really good, and then there's another handful that are really good. I, I'm just I'm going to say right now, this season more than any, and I've been covering it for 30 years. Um, we have more top-notch players in the Blue Water area right now 
there is no way we are not going to leave somebody out of this. Um, We're going 12 rounds, 36 players. And And there are more than 36 draftable players in our area. And I think I said we might go five rounds of just drafting stud after stud after stud. Now, again, this is a draft. This isn't like a top ranking. So position premiums are a thing. Pitchers are going to be more valuable than position players. And the other thing is if I really like a player, but I I think Dennis likes someone else more, I might wait another round knowing that they'll fall. So you did that last year when we had uh, when we included Anchor Bay. You did that with Bain. Yep, I, yeah. I waited. She had committed to Michigan State, and I waited till my last pick because you knew I didn't know yeah. that that happened. So anyway, since Callie joins us, it's just going to be the BWAC and the MAC schools that are included. So even though you are up in GTC land, um, we won't have that and no Anchor Bay. So are, with anything else I missed, Dennis? Snake style draft. Snake style draft. So you get the first pick in the first round, you get the last pick in the second round, and then it just keeps flip-flopping. And I think that's it. All right, Callie, we have three numbers in the middle of the table. Go out, pick one. And then once everyone has one, Dennis, you can go next. And then we'll see what order we pick in. Which oh, the I, suspense. Yes, the suspense, just like last time. Oh, wow, I got number one again. I got I, number two. I'm... Wait, wait. Oh, I got number three. I, did, I didn't unfold mine all Isn't the way. Isn't that how it went with uh, yeah. Welper the other day? Yeah, it went one. Yeah, I'm not, In this draft, I don't think I want number one because it's a long time before I pick again. Yes, and Everybody's also, gone. I, before, I don't think we could, like if we do this draft for another 10 years, I don't know if we'll have a as muddled up number one selection as... This year, it's like the Lions draft pick. You're at number two, and there's no clear-cut number two. So, I off the top of my head, there are f- at least four or five names I can think of that if you took at number one, I wouldn't bat an eye. All right, are you going to bat an eye when I do this? Because no hesitation. I just watched her strike out 18 the other day, um, and she hits for power. Kenna Bomarito is the number one pick. Yep. She's, nope. She might not be the best pitcher, but she's not worse than the second best. And of the pitchers, she's the best hitter. Yeah, that's fair. I That's who I would have taken number one for that reason only. Callie, your turn. Okay, I'm going to go with Devin Johnston, like we were just talking about. Um, she's incredibly fast. She just broke a school record in the 200, and then she does the same thing on the base path, and she can hit incredibly well so rake yes callie does what dennis does with hockey players dennis is a hockey guy so he likes the hockey players callie you were track you're a runner and so you like the runners perfect well and already a player that i would have taken is off the board yes all right well (laughs) the fact that she's at three is incredible she may be the best hitter this area has ever seen Ella Stevenson's not getting away from me. This is the one where I run the the draft card up as fast as I can with 9.58 left on the draft clock. <laughs> um, so that's the one. And then the other one, I need a pitcher, and there are many great pitchers. But this is – she's burst onto the scene. She's been incredible. She seemingly gets a dozen strikeouts as a bad game. I'm going from Richmond. Give me Katie Shoeboy. Yeah, I think Katie is the best pitcher in the area. Um, 
And that's, I'll just leave that at that. Yes. <laughs> and it's not by, by much. If, if she is, you can, if someone wanted to argue three other people, I don't think you would say they're wrong. All right, Callie, back to you. Okay. I have not seen Marysville play a ton this year. In fact, only like their first game against St. Clair, but I saw Brandy Bassett or is it Bassett? Ba- uh, Bassett. 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 Okay. So I saw Brandy pitch against St. Clair and she did fantastic. And um, yeah, so I'm just going to go with Brandy. Yeah, she can hit too. She can hit. She's a really nice player. She um, she seemingly has had like a couple hiccups where when it's gone bad, it's gone like south. But when she hasn't done that, it's been incredible. So Dennis, now you get two picks back to back. Yeah, this is uh, this is fun. Oh. Well, at least you know. Again, it's better than having to sort through and try to pick the the best of the rest when it's. It's, it's still this has still not gotten any easier for me because there are just a ton of players that I want to pick and I can only take two of them right now. Um, I'm going to take Avery Paul from St. Clair. Yeah, I almost took her instead of Shoe Boy because of the bat aspect. And she, I saw her against Lance Cruz North when she was she had perfect game stuff in that game, but. Yeah, that's a that's a great pick. And then I think with my next pick, geez, there's just so many darn good players. I'm going to go with Piper Clark from Richmond. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> she threw a perfect game last year, and she's not the number one pitcher this year. Might she, not even be the number two anymore. And, and she did that in a regional game. Plus, uh, you know, a middle infielder with her kind of power and, and her swing – um, and it just uh, and clutch too. It just seems like, okay, my team needs a home run, so I'm just going to hit one. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't disagree at all. All right, Callie. Okay. Um, so I'm going to put Ellie Couch from Armada in left field. I saw her in one of their early season games. I think she's probably not on your list, but she had a fantastic throw from left field to home plate and she got the girl out and it was like three runners were on two out so got them out of a jam and i thought she did really well and she's a good leader on their team all right and she can hit too beautiful so that means it comes back to me for two right if you say so i believe it does and there are still a lot of really nice players and wow all right I'm going to go way far away from where we are right now, out to North Branch. And I am going to take Alana Deshetsky. That's a great pick. And I don't like saying that when he's making the picks. I think, again, we talk about how sometimes just because North Branch is so far away that we don't get to see players in person as much. I haven't seen her this year. I saw her last year, and you've seen her a couple times. She can pitch. She can hit. I can put her in the field. She's very versatile for me. And the other thing is, and we don't have many of these this year, she's a left-handed bat and a left-handed bat with a lot of power. Okay, now it's all about who else do I want because I'm looking at a few other players on a lot of teams, and I know I'm going to leave good players for you guys 
um, on the other side. So let me see. Um, well, let me cross that out. And well, I could just go another North Branch player if I wanted to. They got a few good ones. They do. Um, I am going to take someone I can move around basically anywhere in the infield. So it gives me flexibility the rest of the draft. I'm going to Almont and I'm taking Grace Koenig. I knew you'd do that. I knew. I knew you knew I'd do that. So I have to figure out where I'm going to put her, but she's going somewhere in my infield. Depends how the rest of the draft shakes out because she can play just about anywhere. All right, Callie, back to you. Okay, I'm going to finish my outfield, and I'm going to go back to Richmond and take Lauren Creon. That's um, a really good real pick. pick. Yeah. She can hit. She can play in the field. She can do just about anything. And she's gotten better as the year's gone on. She I, might, It might have been a little quiet, but it got loud real quick for her this year. That's a really good pick, Callie. Yeah, I think maybe both of the games I've seen her play, she's hit a home run, so... Not well, bad. that could be a lot of different <laughs> games this year, it feels like. Well, I've like. only seen two. So. I, I, which, I, I've seen her hit a couple this year, too. It might which, have been the same games that you saw. Which I wish we had more stats, but if you if you thought baseball stats were hard to come by, <laughs> oh, boy. It's, uh, softball stats are protected like Fort Knox yeah. in some places. All right, Dennis. So I get two picks here, right? You do. Right. And this is the end of the what? Uh, fourth round, and there's still players that could have been taken in the first round? Yes, there, there, I, I, there might be players here that you could consider the number one pick overall. Still, yes, yes, there are. So, all right, Dennis. Anyways, uh, you, you can help me with this one, Kelly, because you're from Crosslex. Gumto, Gumtow, Gumtow, I believe. Gumtow. I knew you would take yep. her just because of your tweet the other day. <laughs> Gumtow. <laughs> I knew he was yeah. proud of that one too. I once in a while he gets one that I can tell he likes. The <laughs> the one a year ago was Boom Goes Bonkers, and I knew I can just tell when Dennis when something that hey, like when I went see on. something that's worth making a comment like that about, I saw something good, and it seems um, like she has a home run every game. Yeah, like we've been reading her name a lot, and then I finally got to see her yesterday, and in her first two at bats, she hit two atomic bombs out to the football field. Uh, and yeah, so Jaden's my catcher. Um, oh, and I get, I get to have another pick. Yes, you do. There's still so many great players out there who I haven't even thought about yet. Um, geez, I haven't picked any outfielders. I was going to pick Grace there, but you took her. I know. And so now my buddy's going to go, how'd you like to take, take my daughter? Cause I didn't, you know, I wasn't fast enough. All right. Time to start uh, filling out my outfield. So uh, this is a girl who always hits. Uh, I did doubleheader the other day, and she had six hits in the doubleheader, including a home run that still hasn't landed. Sierra Vossler from Elgin. Ooh. That's, I mean, that's not a bad pick, but I thought I knew who you were going to take, and I was wrong. That's what the ooh was for. And, yeah, Vossler hits nukes. They need to have a fallout shelter in Algonac. So, Callie, you, you're in the middle spot, so you it's, as soon as we make a pick, it's like you have to get ready for the next one. Yeah, and it's kind of a disappointing because I don't get to pick two in a row. So, um, <laughs> but you also yeah, second pick is bad. But you also don't have to wait, what, four picks? So if you're hoping someone drops, 
you have to sweat it out for a long time. That's fair. Um, so every good pitcher needs a good catcher. So I'm going to go with Anna Oles because she's used to catching for Brandy. And also Anna's been on two district championship teams so far this year. Um, so she's true. got a good record going for her. Yeah, she can she can catch the big time. And she's a leader. And yeah. Okay. She hasn't really been hitting great this year, but we know that she can hit great. She's had pockets of it. It's just yeah. the consistency has been a bit of an issue. Okay. So, wow. Wow. Um I'm not letting I wasn't planning on taking this player cuz I didn't think she'd be there, but I'm going back to the Bronco well. And I'm taking Jasmine Mock. Yeah, she's a great player in, in the outfield. I would have taken her in the next group of picks for me if she were there. Which I think she's the area's best kept secret. Yeah, and it's because they're out in North Branch and just really far away. So she's kind of out of mind. So now, wow, there was a player I had in my mind that I said, I'm not letting her drop by me. And I think I am because I'm not letting Claire Borg go to anyone else. I'm taking Claire Borg, and I'll figure out where to put her in the lineup. But with that bat, yeah, she's hitting over 400 this year. She has a, she can bomb it over the fence. She's good enough defensively. Maybe she won't even play. Maybe she'll be my designated player, and then I'll have to figure out who I'm not putting in the lineup. But I'm, I'm going to find a spot for Claire Borg on my team. So, now that we've done that, real quick, I just want to recap our teams midway through. I have Alana Deshetsky from North Branch. I have Grace Koenig from Elmont. I have Ella Stevenson from Algonac. Jasmine Mock from North Branch. Katie Shoeboy from Richmond. And Claire Borg from St. Clair. Callie, before your next pick, would you like to recap your team? Yeah. So, at catcher, I've got Anna Oles from Marysville. And then my pitcher is Brandy Bassett. Then, center field, I've put Lauren Creon. Left field is Ellie Couch, and at third base, I have Devin Johnston. All right, and your next pick? Um, nobody's taking D- Natasha Bickle yet, right? No. All right. That's another good bat. Yep, I need to build my lineup, and she's great. I'm going to put her in right field, actually. Which yeah, I've seen her play. A lot of players, they might play one spot, but you know they can play anyone else. There's a player in particular I'm looking at that has played basically one spot all year, but I could put anywhere on the field. So, Dennis, back-to-back picks for you. Yeah, I get to pick two here. What am I going to do? I'm going to take Caitlin Kane from Marysville. Okay. This is uh, a player that I don't think we talk enough about. Her picture is on the MHSA website. I just it noticed that be. the other day. Is it? <laughs> she should be the face of women's sports. Is it? Let me see. Where, where is it? Like on is it on the home page? Thing, yeah. Is there anything Caitlin doesn't sure do Caitlin. well? Like, Caitlin could put on skates and be a star on the hockey team. Let's see. Um, I'm looking. Oh, there. yeah. Is that? I think it's her. I can't tell who that is. But, yes, there's a – it's a plate the plate in the, I believe, Chelsea or – oh, no, this is – Dennis, who got thrown out at home in the Owasso game to end the inning? Um, who was that? Because it's a bang bang play, but she was out. It, it might have been Brandy. It might have been Brandy. It's Pass. hard to tell, but yes, there is a Marysville picture. 
on there. So cool. They do know we exist. Yay. Um, and still, still, he must now think of who he's going to pick next. Because Brady is mean to him and makes him do drafts. Yes, I am. Uh, yes, I know. You guys talked to me earlier. Uh, <laughs> Dennis just getting <laughs> phone calls in the middle of recording. All right. So, real quick, recap your team, Dennis. Oh, I have uh, Jaden Gumtow at catcher, Avery Paul at first base pitcher, Kenneba Marito at first base pitcher, Piper Clark at shortstop, uh, Kane and Vossler in the outfield. So, I need an outfielder. I need a couple more infielders, and then I need some some bench players. Like, yeah, they're really bench players. Um, I want that person, but you guys took her already. Who's that? Everybody. Oh, <laughs> pretty much everybody that's been taken so far was somebody that I want on my team. Oh, I didn't scratch Claire Borg off. Um, oh, my goodness. Man, you could use a bit of everything. Like with my Borg pick, I went, I'm just going to take a bat and talent, and I'm going to figure out what to do later. Where to go next? There's oh, there's just... There's too much. Like, it's too much for my brain. It's overload. There's too many good players, and there's people I think I could fit in all over the place. Um, well, I know she's been hurt, but she's still one of the top players in the area, so I'm going to take Kate West. Oh, you suck. That was the one that I said, I'm like, I don't want to let her get past, and I thought maybe I could let her slip another round. But you took my second baseman, Dennis. Well, leader, good hitter. She's, I don't want to say bulked up because she's not a big kid, but she has more pop she, in the bat she, yeah, this year. There's, she can, there's, there's some you, gap power. If you need her to slap and get on, she has. she's one of the fastest in the area. And, and, yeah, I've, and I've if seen it's her in, in the area code at second base, she will make the play. Yes. You're probably going to get the best defensive second baseman. Yeah. All right. Callie? Okay, I need a shortstop, and I'm going to take Lexa Forty from Emily City. Okay. She's only a sophomore, I believe. I saw her hit her first ever home run, which happened to be a grand slam. That's a good way to do so, it. So, not bad at all. Come everybody hits grand slams when I'm not there. <laughs> I saw a grand slam this year. I've had the bases loaded like 12 times this week <laughs> with girls who hit home runs at the plate, and nobody's hit a grand slam for me. I've had one grand slam. And I'm also getting tired of everybody who's getting the double, triple home run, and then they don't get the fourth at-bat to get the single. <laughs> for the cycle. <laughs> All right, so back-to-back picks for me. All right, um, here's another player I can put wherever on the field. She's on a young team that's been struggling a bit, but she's a heck of a player, and she would find her way on any team. I'm taking Becca Larson. She's really solid. And when, yeah, she's been mentoring the younger players. She's been a, and she's just been the bedrock at shortstop for them. So now I have Koenig and Larson that I'm putting somewhere on the infield. I was going to take West Miller with my other pick and just round out my infield right hey, there. It's not like I didn't leave you a bunch of really good infielders. I know. I left you a bunch of really good infielders. You did. 
You did, you did, you did. The problem is you, like with the baseball draft, I had seen more of the players. And with the softball draft, you have seen more of them. Um, Bum, 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 bum. I am going to take, I'm just making sure I'm not missing anybody. Because there's a lot of names to consider here. How about... Do, do, do. Um, I'll take a second baseman in Bree Thomason. That'll That's round out my infield. Out of Algonac. Been in the middle of the order of a really good team. So now I have my infield. I can put them in basically whatever order I want them to be. I can just tell them, hey, you three, go to whatever position you want today. <laughs> um, switch it up by any. I don't care. And that will be... Really good. So then that makes Thomas in my second baseman. I'll put I'll put Koenig at third, and I guess I'll put Larson at short for now. But I could put her basically anywhere. I, I don't think the only position I haven't seen her play is like catcher. That would be the only one, and she probably can do that. So, <laughs> all right, Callie, back to you. Okay. Um. So I'm gonna go to Marine City for this pick and take Jocelyn Deitlin, and I'm gonna put yep. her at first but i know she can also pitch so yes that's a good pick and that's she a player can. that i like i was looking at a few marine city players with that pick and she was one of them i just didn't need a, another pitcher slash first baseman yeah i need to build my pitching staff and there's still some really good pitchers left uh dennis you have two i know isn't it just wonderful <laughs> I'm complaining. I'm going to get two really good players here no matter who I pick, and I'm complaining. Uh, I'm going to uh, go with uh, – I'm going to go to Armada here and take Alexa Kaunaki. Good pick. Is a, really uh, good pick. Really good hitter. I was very impressed with her. The other, the other day I saw Bomarito strike out 18 hitters. Kaunaki came to the plate three times and never struck out. And got on base three times, right? Yeah, and got on base three times. I've seen um, her hit a couple home runs, too. So. Yeah. Yes, uh, and then again, the back too. Uh, another really well-kept secret. Um, she's got a little pop in her bat for a little thing, uh, and she's got unbelievable range. She looks like a major league baseball shortstop when she runs down pop-ups down the left field line in foul territory. But Macy Bug from North Branch, yeah. if you haven't seen her play, you need to go see her play. That's why North Branch is that good. And they're the fourth best team in their league. <laughs> it's stupid. It's stupid. Because if you just pick a random year in the last 15 years in the BWAC, they're at worst second to Richmond, most likely. I, I, I'm I'm serious. You could just take like six girls from Algonac, six girls from Richmond, and you would have an unbeatable team. Yeah, yeah. I think between the names we listed, between Algonac, Almont, North Branch, and Richmond, I think we could have done most of the the draft. Yes. Yeah. With just those players, and and that's not to put a slide on because St. Clair's really good. Marys Marysville is really good. Marine City is really good. Yes. Um, and there's just there isn't enough room, enough time. There, there, there are like I said before we even started. There are twenty kids who should have been drafted, who aren't going to even their names aren't even going to get mentioned. Yes, um, Callie. Okay. Wait, you picked two, right, Dennis? Mm -hmm. Okay, just making sure. Um, I'm going to finish my infield with Julia Gilbert, and I'm going to put her at second base. That's a good pick. Um, 
if she doesn't get walked, she's an incredible hitter. I was at a game, or we were at that game too, yeah. where she got walked like three or yeah. They basically times. don't pitch to her because they don't want to. And last year, again, she's kind of similar to Becca Larson, where on a team that's struggling, a younger team, but she can be a really good player. And she has been, like I said for Larson, the bedrock of that lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's just fun to watch, too. Like I saw her laughing and then feeling. She's always smiling, it seems like. So she seems like a good person to have on your team. She does that, but then she has the killer instinct. <laughs> like, you watch her play basketball, and she plays it mean. And when she's at bat, she's she when she hits it, she wants to dent the baseball. And then she'll smile and have a good time with it, too. Yeah. It's incredible. So that means I have two more. Is that yeah? It's my turn. So I still need a catcher and I need an outfielder. I can always take another pitcher. Um, well, Callie did this earlier in the draft, so I think I'm going to copy her and take a pitcher and catcher with some chemistry. I have Katie Shoeboy, so give me Ashley Stafford. That's another good pick. <laughs> so Ashley Stafford out of Richmond. Good, good catcher, and what I'll say about her hitting is she's Richmond's cleanup hitter. Yes. So <laughs> that's all that needs to be said. Um, hmm. I do need an outfielder. Or, I mean, is there anyone that I can just take? Who do I need? There's a lot of good outfielders in the area, and a lot have already been taken. Um, well, I, wow, I don't even know where I want to go with this. Uh, wow, there's two players on this one team I'm looking at, and I might take a player, and I'll find a way to use her, and mm, give me Grace Johnson out of Almont. That's a good pick. That's going to round out my... My outfield of Grace Johnson, Ella Stevenson, and Jasmine Mock. That's pretty good outfield, folks. That's a pretty good <laughs> outfield. So not too many balls are going to get up the gap against that defense. No, that's speed, and that's I could make that my outfield in my three, four, five, and then put Stafford and Deshetsky somewhere else and Borg. I'd make them my one, two, three hitters. You could do that too. So Callie, you have one. Okay, I'm going to go back to my city. I have Lexa, so I'm going to take Jaya. Um, I'd probably have her be one of my pitchers, and she's also really good at bunting. So I feel like if I can get Devin on second or third, she'll get home with Oh, Jaya. Callie playing the small ball. I've learned like what that it. is this year. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, small ball, manufacturing a run. What other cliches can we use? There are quite a few. You know more than I do. I know, but I'm I'm focused here. I've got I like it. I got two more picks coming and twelve more people that I'd like to have on my team. Uh I am going to I wanna finish up my outfield. I'm gonna go with another big bat here. Natalie Sauer. Out of Armada. Out of Armada. Saw her hit home run too. She's got power, and I actually saw her make some nice defensive plays, too, the other day on some screamers that uh, Algonac hit. Um, I always like to carry a backup catcher, so I'm going to go with Hadley Schwartz from St. Clair. That's a really good pick, and that's what I was going to do. 
Sorry, but not sorry. Maybe we can talk trade after the draft. I don't want to give you any of my players. <laughs> <laughs> we got a kick-ass lineup here. I, st- I still have one more player to pick in the next round. Yes. All right, Callie. Okay, so I'm going to go back to Marine City, take Bella Volkman. She's just been really consistent this season, and I enjoy talking to her, and she just seems like a really awesome person. Yeah. All around, a good pick. And she's leading Marine City hitting-wise. I think she's hitting like four – I don't have the exact number in front of me, but she's hitting above 400. I know that. So – you have a really good hitter there as well with Bella Volkman. So now my last two picks so I can talk everything out. Um, I couldn't go wrong taking an Algonac player because there's a lot of names left on this list that, like you said, Dennis, are draftable, could be. Um, again, same with Richmond, North Branch, and Almont. Marysville has a few really nice players left, uh, but because pitching is so important and – you can never have enough of it. Uh, again, a player that you could have taken in the second round, first or second round, and I don't think you would have been chastised or we would have gone, what are you doing? Give me Maya McLean because she, she sets the record for shutouts in a season, and she does it in a year where she's playing against arguably the best year the BWAC has ever seen. She's helped Elmont get to their best league finish ever. Since the BWAC's been formed, so yeah, um, I'll, I'll I'll just go like Major League Baseball and have a three man, a three a woman rotation between uh, Shoeboy, Deshetsky, and McLean, and keep them fresh. And then when they're not hitting, they can go in the field somewhere, and we can make it work. I'll have a bullpen. I'll put a little. <laughs> I'll put a little uh, bench out in right field. And as you mentioned, Dennis, I like to have a backup catcher. And there's a couple catchers I'm looking at, but she struggled a little bit more this year than last year, but you know defensively she's still one of the best. You know she can, when she finds the bat, she's really dangerous. Sophia DuVerne is another catcher for me because just like pitching, you can never have enough of that. So she rounds it out for me. So my final team... Is my my first catcher I took was Ashley Stafford from Richmond. My first baseman, Alana Deshetsky from North Branch. At second, Bree Thomason from Algonac. At third, Grace Koenig from Almont. Becca Larson from Northern is my shortstop. Grace Johnson is my left fielder from Almont. Ella Stevenson is my center fielder from Algonac. Jasmine Mock is my right fielder from North Branch. My pitchers include Katie Shoeboy. I can put Alana Deshetsky there. I can put Maya McLean. Claire Borg can pitch if I need her to. And then uh, Sophia DuVerne is also on my team, and she'll find a spot to go play. Can't argue with it. All right, Callie, <laughs> want your, to, but it can. your final pick. Okay. Um, I feel like I probably could have taken somebody from Algonac, but I have yet to see them play, so I, don't, I feel like I can't take somebody I haven't seen play yet. So I would say fair point, but I've drafted North Branch and <laughs> Richmond and I have and Almont and I haven't seen them play. But and you I, haven't taken a bad player yet. And I'm going going to tell you uh, on our little list, if you take any of those players, you got a good player. <laughs> yeah, there's not a wrong answer. I would not steer you wrong on that. Okay. Well I'm gonna stick to what I've known and what I've seen. So I'm gonna go to Croslex, take Riley Robertson. 
with my small ball plan, she's a speedy base runner and good hitter. So, and she can pitch too. I feel yep. like you need another. I need another pitcher. Not a bad pick. There, is, there's actually a, another kid at Crosslex that I really would like to take. Well, you can just say the names now because we're not taking. Yeah, picks no. Anymore. Like uh, I, I again in the doubleheader yesterday, all Isabella Pacina did was hit line drives, and all she did was run everything down in the outfield. She was a really good player. Um, there are four kids from Algonac that I could take. Simpson hits bombs. DeLang can play first base, and she's a really good pitcher. It just kind of goes under the radar there because of Bomarito. Uh, Thaler is solid. She's like a second leadoff hitter at the bottom of their lineup. Uh, J.C. Reams uh, is a player that might be one of the top five picks in next year's draft. Um, there are still about six kids on Elmont that I wouldn't mind having on my team from Gemmel, Roshetsky, Chapman, Tyson, Tennant, Lacavera. I like them all. North Branch still has players. Brinker, Girlish, Welch. I almost took Brinker as my catcher. Yeah, uh, you wouldn't have gone with a bad pick there. Uh, Courtney Ludisher kind of looks like Dushetsky when she's out there throwing the ball. She's big, tall girl with Throws it hard. Um, geez, I haven't taken anybody from Marine City. There's at least four kids there. Yeah. St. Clair has at least five more players that yeah. I like. Yes. Marysville's got a couple of players. I love Avery Walters. I love Megan Winston. But I need an outfielder, really. Um, and this is a girl that maybe neither one of you even knows. But she plays in Richmond, so you know she's I good. almost took her uh, instead gonna, of Johnson. I'm going to go with Emmy Hildreth. I almost took her, one, because she's a really good player, and two, because I knew you really wanted her. <laughs> well, I, I knew she would slide down to this range because she's like a really good player that, again, you're in Richmond. Who are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about Piper. We're going to talk about Katie Shoeboy. We're going to talk about Lauren Creon, and we're going to forget – that Emmy Hildreth is standing out there in left field making plays and hitting leadoff for them and getting on base. Uh, and, and again, there's a premium on left-hand hitters this year in the area, and she's a left-hand bat. Um, so that'll be the last pick that I have, and I'm really happy with the team I have, even though I didn't get half the girls that I wanted. Yeah, because there were, like we said, we could have honestly done a 20-round draft and still had – players to spare oh yeah so go ahead dennis re um re count your team one more time all right so Jaden gumtow my catcher who will probably hit eighth in my lineup and hit <laughs> 22 home runs this season uh and then at first base pitcher avery paul at uh second base kate west miller i'm going to move alexa kanaki to third um normally i've seen her play second but she'll play third for me piper clark at short I've got an outfield of Natalie Sauer, Caitlin Kane, and Sierra Vossler. I've got Kenna Bomarito, and then my bench. Macy Bug, Hadley Schwartz, and Emmy Hildreth. Yeah, really so, happy with my team. Yeah, and by bench, it means there's only nine spots. Well, someone's can be your DP. Yeah. But then that means you have to take one of your players yeah, out of like, the lineup. Who am I going to hit for? Like, really, seriously. Exactly. So maybe we can play in a league where they let you have the extra hitter. Yeah, and, and <laughs> the you go EH. ten through the order. Yeah. All right, Callie, your team one more time. Okay, so 
Um, on the mound, I have Brandy Bassett, and behind the plate, I have Anna Oles. Then at first, Jocelyn Dietlin. Second, Julia Gilbert. Third, Devin Johnston, shortstop Lexa Forty. Then in the outfield, I have Ellie Couch, Lauren Creon, and Natasha Bickle. And then my bench, J.O. Forty, Bella Volkman, and Riley Robertson. And again, for me, the last time, um, Ashley Stafford at catcher, Alana Deshetsky, a first baseman slash pitcher, Bree Thomason at second, Grace Koenig at third, Becca Larson at short, my outfield left to right, Grace Johnson, Ella Stevenson, Jasmine Mock. I love my outfield. And then my that's a great outfield. And then my pitchers, Katie Shoeboy, and again my bench. which I'm finding somewhere to put them, Claire Borg, Maya McLean, and Sophia DuVernay. I'm just going to have a rotation, and we're just going to keep my arms fresh, and we're going to be able to be solid late into the season. So that's that's about it. And, yeah, we've net- mentioned a bunch of names. I mean, Abby Gemmel was a pitcher that has – She's young, but she's been doing well for Almont. Roshevsky, Chapman, Tyson, Tennant, Lacavera. You mentioned from Algonac, Delang, Simpson, Thaler, Reams, other players. You mentioned the North Branch. Emma Thompson's a nice player out of Yale. She's kind of in that. Becca Larson, Julia Gilbert. There are some nice players out on Yale, but the two innings I saw them for, she stood out a bit, and it seems like we're always putting her name in a box score. I mean, rich. the rest of Richmond's starting lineup, if you – Basically, yeah. Um, well, uh, St. Clair, Maddie Cole, Lady yep. Pavlo, Julia Schweighoffer, Savannah Clark, Aaron Saros, Maddie all Cole. kids that could have been drafted. Maddie Cole is a player that maybe at the start or maybe when we do this next year is a top 10 pick. Yeah. Yeah. She's the leadoff hitter for St. Clair. Um, Marine City, Ainsley Coleman, Mia Pelagata, Jade Blanchard, Mackenzie Laboon. All, all draftable players. Which, well, at the time we're recording this, we don't know if they're the Mac Blue champions, but as long as they beat PH, then these are all players that help them get to a Mac Blue championship. Yeah. So, yeah, this was tough, but. Um, Did we even it, say, like, Toit, Reinhardt? Yeah. Yeah, that's the rest of Richmond starting line. I'm, t- I'm telling you, at North Branch, Brinker, Girlish, Welch. Oh, my gosh. If it was East Branch instead of West Branch, we might, we might have taken a few more. But And could you imagine, like, if we added Anchor Bay into the mix? That's one of the reasons why I didn't want them in, because they're a top 10 team in Division One, and they would have yeah, added just... another 10 players. <laughs> So, yeah, that's we we also cut down the teams for that sake. But, Callie, thank you for joining us. Um, I'm assuming a lot of people will see you out the next coming week or so um, at baseball and softball districts. Again, I know you're more of a track and cross-country person, but we thank you for stepping outside a bit of your comfort zone to do softball. Yeah, thank you. This is fun. I like my team a lot. Yeah, you got a solid team, but, uh, well, you're both going to finish second and third to me. Yeah, okay. (laughs) kind of how that works in this game yeah dennis just proclaims himself the winner at the end of he's never lost a draft never nope undefeated never. it's well, statistically proven too what is like this, you're like eighth? you you can't do that because I, I will like for the next couple of weeks now i'll go oh that, that's my player three hits home run drove in six Ignoring that in the same game, my pitcher has 17 strikeouts. We should do that at the end of the season. Go through and see who's. <laughs> oh yeah, like I do like fantasy I, I'm stats. I'm going to tell you the first <laughs> basketball draft. Was, I think it was the boys' draft. 
Oh my! They just that week railed me over the coals about what a bad team I had taken. It wasn't a bad. Folsom sending me texts. You could have taken that player with the last pick. They would have been there. What are you taking them? And my players lit it up the rest of the year. I will tell. Well, it wasn't. It was like the next week. Everyone he drafted, it seemed like had their season high in points. And it was the players that we both kind of went, ooh, you took that guy maybe a little early, goes out next game, 17 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, and you're like, oh, okay, now we just look dumb, and Dennis <laughs> looks smart. You but, just inspired them. Thank you. Well, anyway, again, thank you for coming on. Um, yeah, I'm sure you'll be at one of the baseball and softball districts running around. Oh, yeah. There's no shortage of them to pick from. So... Anything else, Dennis, before, I guess, yeah, this this will air Friday because we're recording this Thursday. Um, Evil. So I'm, I'm going to assume there's not a lot going on this weekend, so our next show will probably be the district previews for both baseball and softball. Probably. So that'll be a long-winded show. Aren't they all? <laughs> a very long-winded show. <laughs> Pretty much every show we do is long-winded. And, uh, yeah. All right, perfect. So, yeah, districts next week. They start Tuesday. I think PH Softball has a pre-district. No, baseball has a pre-district game. They play Lance Cruz. Uh, Marysville Baseball plays Armada. Algonac, Algon, Algonac, Algonac, Canagla, which is Algonac backwards, um, <laughs> plays Almont in a pre -day. I don't know if that game's up in Brown City or if they're both not going to drive to Brown City for that game. And there's a couple others. Those are just off the top of my head with no notes in front of me. So you can tell I'm well prepared and do my job great. So, Dennis, anything I'm just going to say, have a wait, great week. Wait, hold on. Thank you, Before you send it home, why don't you give her a round of applause? Oh, okay. We can do that. Yep, we don't have headphones in because we didn't need to for this. So when you listen, Callie, hopefully it was a round of applause and not a cash register opening up. <laughs> okay. No, I know that one's that one. So anyway, this has been long-winded. Hopefully it wasn't the rim shot going. <laughs> Th thanks again, Callie. All right, thank you. <laughs> and uh, everybody have a great weekend. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is stuck on sports.